Learning to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. All right, what's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling this week? I uh, I missed y'all, man. I'm to say the least. I missed I missed y'all. Um, yeah, I was traveling like crazy, man. I was uh two weeks in a row, man, and two road trips too, so and minimum seven hours. So I don't know if I want to do that. Um, so yeah, it's it was it was quite a uh it was quite an adventure. It was good because I just um. I just brought another truck, which I got too many damn cars, but whatever. Um, and I decided to put the miles on that. So uh, it worked out. It was comfortable. It was good. The family was good. And we had a blast. Um, but while, while we get people in here, uh, it's something I want to talk about. And I got a video coming out because, you know, July is kind of my month off. So it ain't really much posted. But, you know, I've been working. I've been grinding. I got some stuff coming. Um, and I want to talk about something because I think this is something that, we, uh, you know, we're brought up to be consumers and, and, and there's a lot of things that I notice from people who are like friends or like people that's around me. There's a lot of things I notice and I'm like, man, like we got to be careful of that. We got to break that. And that is the mindset that your goals and what you want to achieve in life will come free and it will not. I, it, it's amazing to me how. People are willing to spend money to have a jump man on their shoe to fit in or look like they got something. Because Jordans ain't comfortable. Let's be real. I got a bunch. Excuse me. Jordans aren't comfortable. They're not the shoe you get when you want to be comfort, uh, when you want to be comfortable. They're the shoe you get when you want to be in style. We're willing to spend all of this money to look like something. But when it comes to information and, and spending money to invest in this, we it's a second thought. It's an afterthought. It's something that we're not comfortable doing. We're not comfortable spending money for information. If if I'm looking to go fishing and there's a guy who say, look, go to this pond at this time under this pier with this bait, and I promise you, you will catch more fish then you can haul back. Your wife will be upset if she got to clean all of that fish. Compared to me just trying to go fishing for the first time, that information is valuable. That information feeds my family. Why do we expect to get it for free? As consumers, we are so comfortable spending money looking like money that we won't even spend money to understand what it takes to make money. And it is it is something that I've noticed that people who I used to call friends, people who I used to live with within my circle, used to really feel that way. And they don't understand that the information that's free is shared for free for a reason. It's usually not the meat and potatoes of what it takes to be successful. Now, I'm not saying that this path costs a million dollars, 
but I've learned more in a $10 audible book than I've learned in a lot of different places in life. Um, I've learned more now that I am at a place in life where I understand the value of, of investing in this more than this. I make it my point to invest in this more than anything else I own. And it is paid off. Um, what you need to be a millionaire, to live comfortably, to be successful, to not make, a, to not have a life where you make decisions based off of money. And I know me and me and uh, Rodney was talking about this a little earlier. Everything you need to do that is in a book. It's in a ten dollar book on Audible that you keep skipping over, that you have saved in your favorites that you won't buy, because you want to, because you want to watch Netflix this month because you want to wear Jordans this month, because you want to get that name brand, whatever. Everything you need to change. And I, and I say this because I am somebody who is a firm, like I, I've experienced that, right? And I tell y'all about my 2016, 2017. I'm At the beginning of the year, I had one resolution. One resolution, just one. And that was that was my challenge to myself that I would educate myself more than I entertain myself. And it is the hardest diet ever. It is the hardest thing to do is to, is to educate yourself. So, and don't get me wrong. You're not going to just go cold Turkey. You're not going to just be like, all right, I'm about to listen to aud audible books and I'm not going to listen to DMX no more. It don't happen like that. So I started, um, Joe asked, how do we join the room? In the community, there is a, at the top of the community, there is a pin post that says current um, accountability um, information so you can join via Zoom. Um, so what I would do is, and this, and I went through this, this was big when like power was uh, like the first, within the first six seasons of power. And I was kind of on power before it got popular, like before it was cool. Um, so because I know I wanted to watch the latest episode of Power and I had stars, so I was getting it. I was getting it that Saturday night so I can talk about it while people before people watched it. So to reward myself with an hour of power, I had to do two hours of either an audible book or a testimonial to reward myself with an hour of power. And I used the things in my life that I love as a as a reward and treat to go get what I need. And it and it changed my life. I literally, literally, and I and I I was ashamed of this, but I understand that people need to hear this. I literally went from ducking a repo man on a on a cash advance. wasn't even It wasn't even the car note. It was the cash advance. I literally went from ducking that to six figures in about six months. The only thing I changed was what I consumed, was the fact that I was one, I was finally desperate, I was hit the rock bottom, I was finally desperate enough to do something different. That's what re really changed me. I was desperate enough to know that if I continued the path that I was on, I wasn't gonna make it. And I was desperate enough to do something that I'd never done before. And that was finish a freaking book, even if it's an audio book, and start to apply some of the things that I learned. And that started my Flash Film Academy journey. Desperation, pure desperation. 
I wish I can tell you I jumped up and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. This cool. I can. It was me working in corporate America, looking at them pay companies. I, I literally was at Texas Instrument, right? And we had to hire a company to redo voiceovers in five different languages, right? This company charged them like $30,000. So all my friends that got studios that's just doing rap, I'm like, what are you doing? You're doing the wrong thing. You need to be doing voiceovers. Now, I don't know if that ship is sailed because of AI and things like that, but I've, I literally watched that company cut an invoice for $30,000 for voiceovers. Um, I've seen companies outsource other video and photo and charge a lot of money, and I felt like I had the ability to do it. So why the same questions I asked y'all, why, did, why wasn't they hiring me? I didn't have a brand together. There was a lot of things I need to learn, um, and I needed to get together in order to get big checks. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what the stages and modules um, do. Um, and I'm going to say this real quick before I, before we move on to wins, because, I, you know, I think it's real important. I had a conversation with some of my business friends, right? And my business friends, I'm not going to name no names, um, was working with a marketing company that handled the, the, the multimedia. They handled the multimedia for the marketing for this business. Let's say this business is hypothetically, let's say this business sells paper plates. We're just going to say that to make it easy to follow, right? Um, let's say that this business sold paper plates, right? They hired a marketing company to help them sell more paper plates, to help handle their social media, to help handle their catalog, creating images for their catalog, right? A lot of things you guys want to do for businesses. However, while capturing this information, one, this business that call themselves a marketing company, because they don't specialize in paper plates, the client has to correct them on a lot of different things about the industry that they don't know. So let me say it again. The client, the, 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 the multimedia company say, yeah, we market all the time. We help businesses all the time. We do this all the time for businesses. However, when the company works with them, there's a lot of things that they have to explain that because they're not in that industry, the multimedia company don't understand. The multimedia company is trying to take what worked elsewhere and, and apply it to this company as though all companies are the same. I say that to say this. If you work with a company and they need to explain the basics, hey, we, we really don't want to put our plates on top. We don't want to take pictures of our plates on top of stoves or whatever. Now, this is just, this is shallow level examples I'm giving you. But, but when, when the client needs to explain things like that, they know that you are a subject matter expert. You should be coming in understanding certain things about that industry that only that client would get. They will understand. And you should be taking, you should be asking questions to dig even deeper in that industry. So let me give you an example. This, this business owner was working with a clothing line, right? A certain type of clothing line. And that clothing line, people in that industry wouldn't be seen wearing these clothes. Like, like for instance, I'll give you an example. 
makes it a lot easier. I'm military. When I see a uniform on TV, the first thing I'm doing is seeing if it's right based off my training. Everybody here military knows it. Everybody here military have watched a TV show or a movie and have been pissed because the military uniform is not right. And all they had to do was ask a person. One person, you could have got the most. Uh, in fact, a private will tell you like crazy because they're getting scrutinized on it every day. You could have got one guy that told you under no circumstances are we popping our collar up. Under no circumstances will that collar be up. Unless you got a gas mask on and you Velcroing it. Other than that, there is no reason that collar would ever be up for anything. In fact, people get it, they get it stitched down. That's how often it's down. So to, if I'm working with a company that's a, a marketing company that's saying, yeah, we're going to market your, your army uniform. And I go and we go get a photo shoot and collars are up. And I need to explain that to that client. They are not the subject matter expert. Now, why does that matter, Ty? You can probably live and make it through that shoot. You're absolutely right. But that guy will never charge top dollar in his industry. He will never get top dollar in his industry. He will never get $20,000 a shoot because he is not. That's why it's so important that you're, you know your niche and you live in it. Because if a client needs to ask you questions, you will never make top dollar. If you are, because a lot of you guys don't even know the right questions to ask a client that's in that niche. You're asking them stuff about quality and do you want it vertical or landscape? You're not asking him the right questions. And it's questions that need to make them say, I never thought about that within their own market, within their own niche. That's just like me coming to you saying, okay, well, you want to buy this Sony camera. You know, how important is full frame to crop to a crop sensor? Especially if you're doing sports and a crop sensor will give you get you closer to your subject. Do you really need a full frame? Does it benefit you in this in this situation? Now you may say, dog, I never thought about that. But you it, it would have to take a pro living in that niche to ask you a question that deep. And guess what? Because he asked me a question I never thought of, even though I'm a pro in this industry, he is now the subject matter expert. Whatever he say, get, I'm getting. Whatever he say, add, I'm adding. Because he is taking me places I couldn't go. And that is what clients want. They want somebody to step in and they can say, I don't know nothing about nothing. I just know I make widgets and I need to get more people to buy widgets. It's up to you to have the knowledge to ask them deeper questions within their own niche and not for them to explain why people need widgets. And if you are the client where if you are the multimedia company and you working with different people and you telling them, Hey, you know, we can do it in 4K. We can do it. And they don't care about that. They don't care about that. What they care about is one that it holds up in their in their industry. So they don't, you're not taking pictures of people in army uniforms and the uniforms are incorrect. And they have to explain that to you. You already know because you live within this niche.
And you're not just surface level. You have a background of helping companies like this grow. I, I spoke to a company today um, that was a solar company. They sell solar um, roofs, right? They talked to five other video production companies, and they all said, we can make it look good. You, nobody asks, well, what do you plan on doing with this video? Uh, I plan on using it to market on Facebook. Are you marketing it, or do you have a marketing company? Oh, we plan on marketing it. What's the most important thing you want your clients to take away while watching this video? And and these are questions that they weren't getting, right? These are questions that they weren't getting. Why is my front door online? Anyway, so what 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 it made them think about is it made them say, we want people to get a second opinion when it comes to their solar quote. We want people who are thinking about solar to want to get a second opinion from us. These are questions that other companies never asked. And they was just like, all right, we can do a commercial. Who is your target audience? Homeowners, what area, what age range? These are things you should be asking about when you're creating content for your client and not just the simple, what you want on it? What kind of script you want? If you are a true turnkey, you should be asking the right questions. And because you've worked in that industry before, you should be displaying a product that's already polished and buff in areas that, that you should be if you work in that industry, right? If you're a car guy, you need to know the difference between turbos and superchargers. When, it, when they say, show a clip of this, you need to know that that shouldn't be dirty. Let me wipe that off. The, the extra things you know makes you more valuable. That's what I'm trying to say. So make sure that you live within the niche where you can help your client be successful because you know the industry just as well as they know the industry. Don't work. Don't go work for a roofer and you walking under ladders. Like I'm going to tell you a big thing is safety, right? Working with, working with restaurants, understanding how back of house operates, right? Something I didn't know until I worked at back of house. Until I worked for TGI Fridays and I had to go film back a house and I had to wear slip resistant shoes. I had to say stuff when I entered and exited the kitchen. I had to say behind you to the left. Like those are things that back a house do that if you working with that type of client, you need to walk into the building like that. That makes you worth the money that you are asking for. Not just your camera. And I think often we just want to to learn a little bit about something because we think it's money there and we want to go after it. You need to be a subject matter expert. It, that's why I tell you to pick a niche. You can't do this everywhere. There's only about five topics each person in here can talk about, can talk intelligently about right now that they know and love and deal with outside of their family, their kids. It's maybe five topics. Your favorite TV show, your favorite hobby or passion, what you do at work, and like two other miscellaneous things that you can talk and tell, that you can look at and be like, that's not right. We need to fix that. You need to be that for your client. When you get to that point, your jobs are going to go from 500 to 5,000. Then they're going to go from 5,000 to 15,000 because you are that person. Now they see why you cost so much because you're walking in the door 
helping them in areas that they didn't think they were going to get help in. That makes you valuable. That's valuable to business owners, right? Business owners are usually smart. Smart people hire smart people. You don't want to hire somebody. You got to walk through everything and they just film it. You don't want to hire somebody who don't understand that if we're filming a coffee machine, that certain areas need to be sparkly clean. We need to display because we're teaching people that this area, this that this part of the machine needs to be cleaned daily. You should know because we work in this industry. Hey, we may want to wipe this part down a little bit more because on camera we see fingerprint. Those are the things that make you valuable to a client. Just like when you hire a marketing company for your client right now, right? You don't want you want them to learn about your brand. And and look, I've been there before. I hired some surface level marketing guys. I said, I want to come. What keywords you want to come up under? I don't know. Real marketing companies should tell you what keywords you should come up under to sell your product. I want to come up under cameras in Dallas. So guess what? People calling me like, yo, y'all sell Polaroid? Y'all sell Kodak film? I got this old picture of my grandma. We want to get it redone. I was coming up on all kind of crap. But that was on me because I hired a surface level company. And I was only surface level. I didn't know what I want, which a lot of business owners don't. But they don't hire the right people. You got to be smart enough to hire the right people. And I, I went with the cheap guy. I didn't go with the I didn't go with the money's not an issue guy. So if you want to be money's not an issue guy, you got to know your stuff. You have to be able to provide a solution. And to do that, you have to be entrenched in that niche. You have to love it. You have to be up to date on it. You have to read magazines and articles and know about it so that you can have those conversations with your client. I, working in the dentistry area, I can name six different systems that dentists use to capture and document uh, teeth, like how they scan your teeth and see, see cavities. Oh, you guys are using Short Smile. Did you guys get the update yet? You know, they got an update that, you know about SureSmile? Yeah, my clients, all my clients, all my top clients are using SureSmile right now. But they have the update that highlight the cavity. It makes it blink. Wow, we didn't know. Those are things that you're talking about hooking a client for life and a client feeling comfortable enough. To, a lot of times they don't feel comfortable enough with you to open up their book. Sometimes you're just not professional enough. Sometimes you're not talking their language enough. We've all been there. We've all had sales reps that weren't, we weren't fully confident in. We didn't feel like we could ask them anything. We didn't, we didn't trust them enough to open our checkbooks and, and buy. We, we, we wanted to test it like, uh, let me just start with that one. But we didn't go all in and feel comfortable like your doctor. Your doctor can, your doctor, you trust your doctor. He writes you prescriptions on stuff you can't even pronounce. You swallowing pills, you can't even pronounce. You don't know what's in it. You ain't even read the side effects. He said it's good, I'm taking it. You trust your doctor. Your doctor know your body more than you know your body. And because of that, you gain the ultimate trust with your doctor. Plus, people don't really realize that your doctor's the best sales rep on the planet. Your doctor is the best salesman ever. He can make you feel like you can't live without all of this stuff. 
and he can and he'll have you run in with your problem and he'll find the solution for your problem within his means. Your knee hurt? Cool. Let me send you down the x-rays. We're about to charge your insurance company for that. We're gonna do we gotta do your blood work. We gotta see your blood pressure. We're about to charge your insurance company for that. We need to uh send you to I need to refer you to the physical trainer. I'm about to charge your insurance company for that. I want to get a kickback for that. And I'm about to put you on these little bogus pills that you're going to have to call me back in a week so I can refill. I'm about to charge you for that. Boom, I didn't just upsold you four times on a problem you came in the door with. And I'm going to make you come back and see me in a month so that I can do it all over again. And you trust him. That's, 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 that's the greatest sales rep possible. That's exactly how you should be working with your clients. And the faster you start to embrace that idea, the bigger your clients are going to get. The more they're going to call you, the more comfortable they're going to feel saying, you know what? Let's add the second camera this time. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. So it's very important that you are that detailed and thorough and you are an engineer in your niche and you're and you are learning about it and you are the company that helps your clients get to the next level and when they come to you with their problems you're going to provide a solution with the tools that you have if you do that it will be hard for you to do less than two hundred thousand dollars a year doing this if you if you just tackle that let's say you tackle that part and you're a you're a below average filmmaker. You're a below average photographer. Like your pictures are okay. Your mama like them. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like your 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 content is. You know you can look at it. It ain't nothing special, but it ain't blowing nobody away. Like, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a high school training video at best. You you'll still do six figures. Because you'll have the relationship with a client that will allow you to get better. Don't believe me? I'm sure your doctor wrote you a prescription for something that gave you a side effect that you didn't like. What do you do? Oh, that's making you pass gas? Here, let me write you this. You went back, he wrote you another one. He got more money from you. He messed up and made more money off you because you trust him that much. Oh, that didn't work? Ah, oh, let me put you on this. Oh, you, you need to, you need to, okay, let me... Every single time, you need to be that for your clients. They have true pain points. And if you're not equipped to handle those pain points within that niche as a specialist, you will always be a surface level content creator, pushing quality, my, pushing your passion and your experience. None of those your clients give a damn about. They don't care how long you've been doing it. They don't care who you've been doing it for. They don't care how passionate you are. They don't care if you got 4K or 8K. They don't care. Congratulations. You're going to be the first to get ate up by AI. People love to push passion. I'm so passionate about this camera that your work is going to be excellent. They don't give a damn. I don't care about nobody that's passionately doing anything for me other than loving me. I don't care how passionate you are about your camera. You can sleep with your camera. You can have camera babies. I don't give a damn. It means nothing to me. 
I don't care how passionate the, the freaking donut guy is. I don't care. Are they good? Because I've seen some passionate trash stuff. We've all come across people who are passionately, they were passionate about something that was trash. We got that one cousin that, that want to sing but can't. And they will get up there every chance they got a mic to go get up there. They going to go do it. And they trash money taking over for the 99 and the 2000. Girl, you're singing with some trash, eh? So we all know people who are passionate, and passion don't work in business, only results. So that's my rant because I missed y'all, but, I, but I've had some great conversations. Um, and I think it's very important that you understand the difference between hiring a company where you got to explain stuff to and a company that's pushing you. They're pushing the boundaries on something you've never experienced before in your industry. I'm 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 giving them a blank check. I'm giving them a blank check. That and let me tell you something as well. A lot of people who have not come to this fork in the road yet, you haven't come to it because you haven't invested in anything that you actually need. Let me say that again. You haven't invested in anything that you actually need. You bought a lot of stuff you wanted. But if you really bought a pickup truck to haul something, you're going to ask questions about its ability to carry weight, to tow, to pull. You want somebody who fully understands what you're, the difference between pull weight and carry weight. The difference between horsepower and torque. You don't want to have to tell them. When you tell them I'm pulling a 19-foot boat, you don't want to have to break down what that is to that client. And then they tell you whether or not this truck you're looking at can do it. You want somebody who say, oh, all our clients pull 19-footers. In fact, the one you're looking at, we got a client that pull a 26-footer. In fact, it's a 26-quad motor bayliner that he pulls Every week to go fishing. In fact, he take it with him on trips. They get on the freeway with that boat. So your 19-footer your is not a problem. Well, you got a single engine? You got a double engine? What type of 19-footer? Like, they should be asking you questions like that and not like, yeah, it'll pull a boat. So there's just a big difference between the type of client or the type of business you are for your client. If you want to make a lot of money doing this, you need to be the engineer. You need to be that type of client. If you want to, if you find making $500 a WAP, cool. I'm not mad at you. $500 is a lot of money to people. And if you're getting two or three of them a week, you may feel like you are balling. Until you learn that asking the right questions can make you five to $10,000 during those same jobs. I make more money and I work less than I've ever worked in my life. I do less work because I've learned that the money is not in the image quality. It's not in my ability to know when I need to add a slider. It's not in the fact that I have a drone or a gimbal. It's because I know how to ask the right questions so that clients fully trust me and we can deliver a product that solves their problem. Period. Often we feel like the more jazzy it is, the more it solves their problem. No, not in corporate America. You will make a boatload of money doing something very basic and simple that solves the client's problem. 
You ain't got to do all this extra stuff. We ain't got to have a drone shot, a slider, all this graphics. We ain't got to have all this music and fireworks. We need to show the CEO a BS motion, whatever, uh, lower third, you didn't download it off whatever. We need to show a clear picture of them, well exposed, with music um, mixed at the right level, with a subtitle in front. It needs to fade to black and go to the logo. That's it. Here's your $10,000 check. So um, very important that that you keep that in mind, that corporate is it's about solving problems. It's not a place where you got to be crazy, fancy, and super creative. Um, and and by solve that solving that problem is way more valuable than a B to C client, right? That want to shoot a music video. I need it to be dope. We gotta have it needs to have all this emotional whatever. They don't know why. They don't know why we need to throw money at strippers. We just need to on this rap video. It gotta happen. We I can't be a rapper and not throw money at strippers and have at least two guns in my video. I don't know why, but we need to have it. I gotta point it in the camera and put my laser and tear up your sensor. Because I've seen it on TV. It's no logical sense. Businesses have way more logic behind what they're doing. And they're willing to pay for it. That's why we're here to do the B2B journey. And, and transition out of B2C. Plus, cell phone cameras and AI, the first sector they're going to tear up is B2C. I mean, look at, what's, look at what camera phones are doing to the wedding industry. Look at what camera phones are doing to personal. Remember back in the day, if some of you are old enough, you'd hire a photographer for a party. Grandma retiring, photographer. Birthday party, photographer. We're, we're on vacation. We're at the beach, photographer. Some days are gone. I used to, when I first got in, I used to cover a bunch of frat parties. They needed a photographer. They were paying. Clubs were paying. Till I got that, till I swallowed that first B2B pill. And got $5,000 for doing absolutely freaking nothing for two hours worth of work. I could not believe it. I was hooked. So that's my rant. Um, let's get to some W's. We got some wins this week. I'm drinking a root beer, y'all. It's not a real beer, like a chorus or something. Craig, go for it. You got your hand up. You got your Bluetooth. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute to get your audio on. Anybody else got any W's? Let's hear some. Who, who casting some checks out here? Yeah. You already know what it is. Let's hear it. I got you. So, uh, client wanted to do some upsells. Okay. So, boom, we boom, added boom. a couple hundred, a couple hundred bucks to um, our gig. Uh, we have a lesson. But we got a W, so you know it's all good. Upsells, uh, upsells are good. Yeah, upsells are good. So we got a couple five hundred bucks more. So um, I, I don't know if you heard me last week, because because I think you got on after I said it. Um, yeah, I was late. Okay, um, let me. I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna get to, after y'all wins. I'm gonna kind of go into it. We're we're getting ready Every to time. launch because you remind me of some stuff. You remind me of some stuff. We're getting ready to launch a calendar, um, and, and it'll be talking about training courses that we're gonna release on the site every month and there's a month that's dedicated to all upsells that's what that reminded me of so i'll go over that calendar later but i'm glad you brought that up because we're gonna have a month dedicated to just upsells 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 but 
I like Ooh. that. So that way, that I'm telling you, we got some stuff brewing. But let me hear your lesson you said you got. So contracts, I sent you a message on it. You didn't hit me back. It's I, okay. I, I love you. I was probably, it's okay. It's, was, it's, it's, it's what it, I was in the family union in Memphis. So I was like, these. What's up, cuz? What's up? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I'm going to get one that says Tyrone on it just for you. A Tyrone knife. That's going to be, you, you, you'll You get pulled over and searched every time you take that knife out. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> lesson, contracts, 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 contracts. Have it in the contract. Needless to say, I had a four-figure check. Uh, do this on me. Wow. Because it wasn't in the contract? Because of the board. Yeah. So, uh, event that I was going to do for organization, not to be named, uh, shook my hand, verbally said yes to the contract. 24 hours later, oh, I'm not the right person to sign. Oh, I'm not the right person to sign. I'm not the right person to sign. This person, I'm not the right person to sign. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. When this fails, do not come calling to me because it's going to be double the price of what I quoted you, if not more. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, still esteemed about it, but I learned my lesson. So let me, let me tell you, um, there's really no way to get it. I mean, I've, you know, it's, it's nothing you can do until they sign. Um, you know, saying Texas is qualified as a, as a, as a contract. There's nothing you can do until they sign. That's one. But, um, so this, this is what I would encourage those who are listening to help in your contract, include incentives for things you want. Hey, if you pay it all up front, you get 10% off. Hey, if you pay this and do this, you get that. If you do this late, it costs that incentivize your clients to do what you want them to do. I, I've seen people say, if we shoot on a Tuesday or a Thursday, it's 2% off. If just to get people to work the way you want them to work and incentivize them to do it. Incentivize them to do it. Like, like how many of you guys are sitting out, sending out contracts that says, hey, the edited footage will be back in two weeks. But if you want it in one week, here's the upsell. There's upsells to everything. Make your, make your uh, delivery date three weeks. Give me time to do it. I want enough time to sleep in, stretch, and do it. But if you need it sooner, here's the charge. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not busy, and you need to be selling the fact that you are busy as hell. We're busy, busy. This is all we do. We're super busy. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go go back to your lesson. No, you're good. Yeah. That was it. I'm short and sweet the last couple of weeks, if not last couple of months. Um, but I've been, I've been doing some pivoting, some personal, personal stuff, um, more than business. I now I gotta get back into it, but, uh, needless to say, (sighs) life is still great. Life is still good. Business is still good. It's just (sighs) the biggest win is reaching that first plateau and realizing you're on the plateau and okay. How do I go from here? How do I scale from here? Okay, now I need contracts. Now I need systems and processes, even more so. It's it's not even, I can get clients, but now I'm getting jobs where I need multiple people. I need systems and processes. I don't want to hold hands. I don't want to spend 60 hours editing anymore. Like, 
it's it's not the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So so what you're saying is you want to work on the business and not in the business. Sounds familiar. Some guy said something some, about some, that. Some guy said something about that. He read some that. Some guy. Some guy. He, Someone. He had real nappy hair and a few gray hairs in the front. Uh, that's facts. Well, he didn't have a few gray hairs in the front at the time. <laughs> he got he just got them. I'm cool. Hey, well, I'm, I'm hey, hey you getting up there? I'm salt you know pepper that? in it, baby. The girls like it. There you go. My girl like it. She say girls. No, let your girlfriend hear you just say one, girl. Just girl. I'm yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. when I'm riding by, they don't like, play. When I'm riding by, they like zaddy. I'd be like, whoa, calm down, subscribe. Anyway, uh, so yeah. It, it happens. Uh, so <laughs> as your business grow, you're going to want to work on the business and not in it. It's, you're not going to have a problem finding photographers and videographers to come in and take pictures for you for some money. They all down to do it. Um, but it's very important that you continue to grow your business, take it to the next level, or you will be stuck at that stage. And as you get old, everybody want to do a corporate event photography until they got to get their ass down on them knees to you showing up with the knee pads. And your kids like, Daddy, why you got knee pads? And you're like, mind your business. I got to go out here on this corner and work. Why you got neck straps and knee pads on? Daddy, what's going on? Anyway, so I'm just saying you don't want that to happen. As you get older, you're going to want to sit back and you want to do less, uh, you know, shucking and jiving. And you want to do more of a, there you go, I appreciate that. You want to do more of a, you know, putting things together. The project manager makes the most money. The director, get the big check on the movie. Not the guy who held the camera and followed Tom Cruise over that cliff to get that shot. Two people got paid was the director who was safe in his chair watching it on the screen and Tom Cruise who was jumping over that that, that bridge on that motorcycle. The guy who followed him with the GoPro on his head or Z-cam or whatever. He ain't make what you think he make to be jumping off a cliff risking his life. So very important. But I like that. Good, good W's, uh, good L's. Contracts, people. Got to do it. Crichton, you up next. Bluetooth, BTC, Bluetooth. All right. How about now? I hear you loud and clear. Hot dog. There it is. <laughs> so, oh, kind of got a little win that I'm kind of happy about. Got some uh, print clients. Got some journalism clients. Got, uh, honestly, I'm about to be so busy. Y'all guys aren't going to see me until maybe next year. We're just going to tap into oh, the house oh, hold on, hold on. And I'm going to have people working for me. That's good. Making my load even easier. That's good wins. Outsourcing. I'm going to be at the point where if people aren't paying the top dollar for some of my stuff, I don't even have to have a camera. I don't even have to be there. You should be selective. And I think a lot of people, too, a lot of people are listening. You guys are leaving a lot of consultant money on the table. Oh, yeah. You guys are leaving a lot of consulting money on the table. People who just want to pick your brain and ask you questions on how to set up. You better start. You better send out a, con- a contract for consulting. It's it's a big it's a big thing. I've made $40,000 helping a company decide how to establish their video department. And I'm just pointing and saying, yeah, this camera, that camera, this camera. You need at least two of them. You need four people. They need to. I went back home with sleep. So <laughs> nice. You guys are missing a lot of. And, and listen, don't you ain't got to be a YouTube guru or the guy that's talking with the mic to get that. You can be a company. Sometimes they can't afford. Look, 
this is the thing. If your pricing start off at four or five thousand dollars, sometimes people will pay two just to get pointed in the right direction. Make that quick two grand for 30 minutes of your time telling them what they need. And then when they buy all the equipment and they get overwhelmed, charge them another two grand to come and show them how to power it on. And then when they power it on and their footage is all dark and grainy, charge them another two grand to show them how to understand the exposure triangle. You know what I'm saying? Like, make your money. Businesses will pay it. Funny how in that example that they would have saved $2,000 by just paying up front. Absolutely. Some people just, so. they got to touch the stove. I'm, I'm one yep. of them people. I don't believe in paying. I used to be. I used to be one of them guys who you will never fix my car. You will only fix the mistake I made trying to fix my car. And then I'm going to stand there and be like, <laughs> so the alternator go like that. It don't, it don't go with the belt facing. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. You'll never get that money out of me again. But I see what you did there. But now, I'm, you know, I got so much going on. I'm just like throwing money at problems. But, mm -hmm. you know, which the, the books tell you to do that, uh, you know. But, um, but that was just what I was on because, I, I you know, I just didn't want to let go of the money. So, yeah. And then I got one other thing I, I, I put it into the chat, but, uh, you know, I, I was, I was here kind of early, so I don't know if, there, uh, if enough people got to see it. So a couple of weeks ago, I asked, uh, I, I asked for some insight to a, a beta client that I didn't think was going to be, uh, you know, let's say rolling in the dough. Uh, so I don't know quite yet if they're rolling in the dough, but I also know that they have customers come up uh, and they build $30,000 computers per rig. I mean, ask them as they wrote. That's the good thing about a beta client. I'm asking, and, and let me let me touch, oh, yeah. touch on that real quick because I had a, I had a few consultant calls this week, and it talked about beta client. Right? Do not skip the beta client process. Everybody that's listening, if there's if there is one nugget that Flash Film Academy teaches that you will never find anywhere else that will help you just skip ten levels at once, it's the idea of a beta client. Everybody else is telling you to go shoot for free to build your portfolio. Screw all of that. Sit down, pick a niche, sit down with people in that niche and ask them, what is, what is a $20,000 problem to you? Because you are trying to solve $200 problems for $20,000 and they don't want to hear you. If you have a beta client that will tell you what they're, like right now in your house, there is something that needs to be fixed. That's that you know cost a lot of money to fix, or you will be willing to pay a lot of money to fix it. There is something in your house right now. If you told a contractor, if a contractor came to you and say, "Man, let me I just, let me fix your steps and your porch," and you're like, "I don't really care about it," what would you charge me? What would you pay to fix? I pay two dollars because I don't give a damn about it. But you told them what that one thing was. That's like, yo, if you can fix this. Man, I pay you whatever. If you can add a room that'll sit on top of the garage where I, I can get steps, oh, I will pay you whatever. That is why beta clients are so important because you're asking your ideal client literally, what can I sell you? What problem that do you have that I can fix? And what are you willing to pay for it? There's no guessing. I just took 10 years off your ability to be successful. And and you know what you have to trade? Something you will never run out of. And that's your ability to film and take pictures or whatever. Some some labor hours for for information that will help you sell to everybody like them. So 
These are great questions to ask your beta client. Hey, beta client, what 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 are you guys spending on marketing per year? We spend in forty thousand. How much of that is video or Facebook? Oh, well, we last year we spent ten. This year we want to take it up. Now I know you got a fifteen thousand dollar budget. Do you think most companies have a budget like that? Our budget is actually on the small side. My friends over at such and such, they spend in 30. Okay, cool. I know I got something here. That's how I learned when working with barbers. They don't spend no money on video. They don't want to spend money on video. They don't got it like that. The shop owner may have it like that if they have over 15 booths and they're getting booth rent from 15 people. If they got four people, they probably not. But these are questions that when you have a beta client, they're going to tell you what's up. Don't guess. They'll tell you, I don't really like your logo. I didn't feel like it. It didn't, it didn't draw me to you. Your company name, it doesn't say you work with companies like mine. It don't say you solve my problems. Your colors, eh, that's how I learned about my font being too little on my website when I was working with dentists. What's the average dentist age? 55, 60. My crazy butt putting font, I can see at 28. And they on my website like these, trying to zoom in and make the words bigger. And I, I, I literally had a guy say, your website looks good. I can't read it. So I'm thinking like the grammar that bad. No, your, your words too little. Make it bigger. It's like, damn, I never thought about that. So that's what I did. That, and I caught my uncle. Uh, you, you know how your uncle had his cell phone and his font was big as hell. I'm like, bro, you got one sentence per screen. Like you got to scroll to get to the next word. Like why is your, because I got 20-20 vision. I just don't, I can't relate. You know what I'm saying? Not, nothing against it, but I'm like, dog, you can't even see the whole picture, bro. You gotta when if I I told you I was on my way and you had to scroll to read it all, your font is super big, bro. But then I realized, dang, it's the same thing that the dentist was telling me. So those are things that is so important that you have to build that relationship and you gotta, you know, you gotta talk to people and they will tell you how to be successful. That's why there's a saying that success leaves breadcrumbs or leaves clues. Ask your client. You can't do that in B2C because they're they're flaky. B2C, buy stuff based on emotion. B2B, buy stuff based off logic and their business. And what one person, one dentist run into, I guarantee you his his top five major problems, you can go to every dentist in your area and they got three to four of them easily. And now you got something to sell. Now you can walk in the door and say, hey, are you having a problem X, Y, and Z? You're like, damn. You ever see one of them ads that come up on Facebook and you're like, they definitely listening to me. They definitely listening to me. Do you have problems? Uh-huh. And, and, and they're designed to trigger right with you. You know what I'm saying? Are you having problems going to sleep in your mattress? Like I just told my boy, my mattress is trash. Do you want a mattress that's designed to help you fall asleep immediately? We have got you. That's because they, they know. <laughs> so, Exactly. It is. Hey, Ty, and, go for it, bro. And, and one thing I also like there, you know, especially with, you know, being so new to, with, with this beta client, I, I didn't want to go like right in, like, you know, what's your annual sales? You know, that is a very neat way of being able to exactly how you said, get some of that access when you're right up front and you haven't built all that, all, all that deep down trust that trust that, 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 that you're going to need to be able to get it all the way into their books. 
And so that, that, that that's, that, that's, that's epic as always. You know? I'm going to tell uh, you a trick. I'm going to tell you a trick that I like to do. I like to set the parameters mm-hmm. in, the, in the beginning, right? Let's outline what this relationship is going to be in the beginning. We're trying to, and I tell them, listen, I'm trying to build a product to sell to your friends. You're going to get it for free. We're going to make sure it work with you. But to do that, I need your honesty. I need your help. When you lay the parameters that way, now I can ask you a personal question. Now I'm in the, my mm-hmm. foot's in the door. You know what I'm saying? If somebody walked up to you and they're like, you got on the, you got on the Air Max 95s? Let me ask you a question because I'm thinking about getting some Air Max 95s and you're the first person I've seen with them on. What size shoe you wear? Oh, I wear a size 13. Are they comfortable? Yeah, they're comfortable. I wore them on the whole trip. Look, now we could, Now since I set the parameter, the parameters of the conversation, I can ask you all the personal. What you pay for them? I got them down in Foot Locker for 118. I can ask you all the personal questions I want because I've outlined the purpose of our conversation. So when you talk to a beta client, outline, hey, we're st- and be real. Hey, we, we're starting the company. We're working. We're looking to work in your industry. But we want to learn more about some of the problems and struggles that people have in your industry. Not even dealing with video. We, we Just tell me some of the major issues that you have. And, you know, you'll hear about those issues. And in your mind, you're thinking of ways to use your camera to solve those problems that they never thought of. They think they need a commercial. And they may not. They may need a bunch of user-generated content. They may need, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different ways you can go with it. But... Just like a, a doctor, my knee hurt. He not thinking Tylenol. He thinking, well, what's causing that? Is it a lower leg problem? Is it a lower back problem? He's thinking like an engineer. So he's not surface level thinking. He's thinking a little deeper so he can provide solutions. He may have to provide you with a lower leg issue and a lower back issue at the same time. Here's a back brace and an insole and a Tylenol. That's three upsells. That's two upsells. I got you all the way around. So that's why it's so important to, um, when you talk to them, it's so important to outline the purpose of our relationship. It's almost like saying, with all due respect, why are you so ugly? God, dog, I did say with all due respect. You can't get mad. You're right. Uh, it's my mama fault. It's my daddy fault. You know what I'm saying? Like my mama was pregnant. She stood, That's the reason? She stood next to the microwave too much. Uh, microwaves was new, and she stood next to the microwave while she was pregnant. So that's why I look like this. <laughs> she left the milk in there too. Anyway, but yeah, if uh, hopefully that that helps out a little bit, Crichton. I know you uh, said you was you was doing something real quick, but we got Mr. Stip. Is it Marie Smith? Am I saying that right? Right. You up next, bro? Yeah, What's going right. on? Hey, Dave. Um, so you hear me? Oh, yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Okay, cool. Um, well, first of all, thanks for this um, new structure for the gold membership. It's really, really worthwhile. Much appreciated. No problem, bro. That's that um, was the goal to bring in more people. Yeah, so not to keep it too long, um, I'm still in like grassroots for what I'm doing. Um, still trying to. Uh, specify a particular niche. I am really looking at um commercial, commercial um consumer based um food products. I'm not sure if I'm even need to narrow it down more into maybe just uh, beverages or so. I'm still considering that. 
I had a donut spec ad uh, for an interesting product that I saw on the supermarket show. So I'm just like, all right, let me just try it and kind of like it about three to six toes. And I sent it, um, no, I just posted it, I made it, I sent it directly to the manufacturer. I saw that they played it a bunch of times, I didn't get a response. I'm just like, this was a few months ago. I'm saying, okay, fine, maybe. That wasn't quite what it means. Uh, I did, I had posted it on my um, Instagram and just started to say, hey, you know, this is just a second I did for, for companies that are not really getting a, a lot of highlights. And that was just last week. Today, they, well, last night they messaged me saying, hey, you know, they're like, real, what's my number, what's my email? Like, okay. Then they called me while I was at work. And, um, Wanted a whole bunch of information about, you know, how much it is to do bottle shots, events, website, and so So I'm really taking into consideration what was said before, of course, contracts, definitely. Mm-hmm. And trying to, well, also to add, I had initially reached out to them to try to um, get them to be a beta client. This was before um, this one. However, they are. Not some big company, really. So, and even by their own admission, when I saw them at the expo, at, at our expo, they say that, you know, straight up, we suck at social media, just give me a. So, pretty much, I'm. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I like that they're not a large company. And that's why I would definitely use them as a beta client. I, and, and look, sometimes you got to, you got to, sometimes you got to show something to get something, right? Sometimes you have to say, this is what we can do. You got to show something to get something. There's plenty of girls that you weren't thinking about. And then one day they were like, <clears throat> you're like, whoa, hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? They got your attention. So sometimes you have to show something to get something. Right. Um, and, and that's fine. I would highly suggest saying, hey, if you like this, I will create it for you in exchange for being a beta client. Because getting that information will help you sell every other company like that. I'll take a hit on one. I'm thinking about that. Yes. Because based on the email that I have, it's pretty much across across the board. As I said, I sent them a 30-second video. So um, I guess based on what you've been teaching, I guess I'm cool with doing that. So I'll probably do that. Uh, under the beta plan aspect and probably um, have an agreement for the photographer aspect, which is the bottle aspect. I mean, and even if you just do one one thing, let's say they want photo, video, they want all of this. Hey, be my beta client for this one thing, and I'll do that one thing for you for free, and I'll give you a discount on the rest. But be my beta client uh-huh. to help me create this for you, if that's what you need. Now, Really, I'm going to use this opportunity to pick their brain to understand how their business works and to understand who makes those decisions in your company and to understand what's the, like, what's the benefit of me solving this problem. Because, again, it could be a $2 problem. Yeah, you solved it. It's easy, but I want to make more than $2. I want to solve a $10,000 problem for your company. But you'll never get there if you don't have the dialogue. 
You know what I mean? People people will tell you their surface level problems. They won't tell you their real deep problems. You know, they'll tell you they I need some money. They won't tell you that they in debt until you have a, a, a you know, today they they got credit card debt or they got student loans or something is causing them to be in this hardship. They'll tell you that they're in the hardship, but they won't tell you why until you develop that relationship with them. Once you get in, sit on their couch, they tell you everything. So, so it, it's just I would use this as a, this is an opportunity. Don't don't dress it as just a job. Make it as much of an opportunity as you can. Don't worry about getting paid. This is going to open up tens of thousands of dollars for you in the future. Especially if this is not a big company. And I, I'm going to tell you why I like the fact that it's not a big company. Because you can be responsible for their success. And if you're responsible for making this little company a medium company, now you got a bunch of little companies that'll pay a lot of money to help become medium companies or medium companies to big companies. So, so I, I look forward to those opportunities. That is a great opportunity. Just don't look at it as just work and don't look at them as just a client. Cause you'll get this client one time You'll make a little money. You won't learn enough. You'll you'll burn them on the back end. They won't say nothing. Y'all leave and part ways, and they'll never call you again. And you wonder why it's so difficult getting a new client because you didn't learn enough from the first client. I've made that mistake. I've made that mistake. I'm not going to lie to you. I've made that mistake with big companies. Um, one of the companies was Eckrich, and it's a company that makes sausages out here. Big, big company. I made the mistake of taking the money for this one job, thinking I'll figure it out, which I did. It came out okay, but it wasn't there there was so much more to learn that I that I it wasn't worth the two thousand dollars I made. It just wasn't worth it. I, I could have learned two hundred thousand dollars worth of information with this company that will allow me to go after other brands. Cause I, I met them through Walmart, working with Walmart. So I could have I could have been a preferred vendor for that company that probably published 50 uh social media posts a week. So that 2500 I probably missed out on $250,000 because I just wanted that 2500. So you so look at it as an opportunity. And and look at the big picture. I wasn't looking I was instant gratification Ty, Tyrone at the time. I was IGT at the time, and I just wanted my money so I can go cash out my Amazon cart because I had, a, you know what I'm saying? I had one of the new Rokinons in there I wanted to get. I already know, man. <laughs> I already know. It was a Rokinon <laughs> I wanted. I just wanted this 2500 so I can go get the new Rokinon so I can think I have a cinema lens on my whatever. And I and I should have, looking back, I, dro- I fumbled on the one-yard line. I, I, I dropped the ball. So, so that, And that's what I want to express to you. If you get your foot in the door the way you got your foot in the door, understand that it is a pure opportunity and take advantage of that opportunity. Okay. Um, just one more thing. Yeah. Um, you had posted something a few days ago, I think, um, about um, some the cameras used on Mission Impossible recently. Yeah. Right. I'm just, I mean, my idea doesn't come close to that. I'm just saying that my current year, 
the audience and I, they can be nice and uh, uh, the, the first one is here, the J1. The J1 is what actually used to make that particular commercial and believe me, nobody can actually tell the difference from what, Absolutely. Uh, what was actually. Eric, what you shooting a, a, a bootleg over there, Eric? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not about the gear anymore. It's not about the gear anymore. It's not it, gear doesn't matter anymore. Um, gear is out the window. Um, it's a test. Oh yeah, I mess with you. <laughs> yeah, sixty. It's uh. It's so so don't be caught in thinking that you need the latest and greatest gear to be. You know, it's just it's just out the window at this point. It's just you know the post if you haven't seen it. Um, Mission Impossible used the Z cam a lot. They used the Z cam a lot for a movie that was available on IMAX. For a lot of their shots, they use Z cam. Now, if you know Z cam, Z cams are cool. They're not. If I tell you to name five industry cameras for TV, you 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 still wouldn't get to the Z cam. I'd have to tell you to name like twenty before you get to Z cam. Um, so they're not, you know, that director or DP just, you know, he likes the Z cam and that's fine. Whatever, whatever you like is what you like, whatever you can push and pull and get the best out of. It's up to you, but that was just his camera of choice. And it is not a Netflix approved camera. It's not a whatever, whatever. It's just his camera. He liked, so he used it on mission impossible. You, if I hadn't told you, you would have never known. You would have just assumed it was some fifty million dollar camera, but it was a twenty five hundred dollar Z cam, and it was not their. It was not just their crash cam. It was a lot of other stuff too. So, but it was it was yeah it was dope. All right, thanks, bro. Oh no problem, bro. Anytime, anytime. Um, let me say this real quick. Hold on one second. Before we get to before we get to the next hand, let me just go over let me just go over the schedule that I wanted that I was talking about real quick for those who tuned in. Now that we got everybody, and then we're gonna get to your hand, um, and then I'm gonna let y'all chop it up for sure. Um, so few changes that are coming to the platform within the next. Well, I'm gonna tell you about changes coming to the platform within the next two months. Um, big changes to the community. Community is gonna be upgraded in a major way. One, you will be able to reply and create posts with video from your phone. So it won't just be typing, typing in whatever. You'll be able to create a video, upload a video, or stream live from your phone to create a post, a video post. And we will be able to reply back to that via video um, and polls and things like that. So a lot of things are coming to the app. We're rolling out. We're testing some things. Um, but I wanted to talk about Flash from Academy. Moving forward, we're going to have... Um, I guess you can say monthly topics that we will be creating training video on. So the first part will be the YouTube part that talks about, let's say, for instance, how um, how doing what I, what I say last time, um, doing press releases, how press releases can help your business. It can help you with SEO. It can help notify local businesses about the services that you have. OK, great. The Flash from Academy side, the gold side, is going to teach you how where to go to get a press re press release written, what should be on your press release, what call to action should be on your press release, and how to distribute it to be on all these TV channels. That's how you see a lot of people say, as seen on Fox and CNN. The truth is they're, pu they're publishing a press release, and their bots automatically pick up the press release from AP, um, and it lives on... Um, 
it, it'll automatically display on their website. And now, wham, bam, you're on, uh, you're on CNN. So, Crichton, is it going to be on gold or gold plus? More than likely the plus side, but we'll see. I'm still figuring out what's going to go where. But let me just run real quickly through the monthly calendar um, just to show you kind of how we're going to do things. January, jumpstart joint venture. January, talking about, you know, where you should be starting your business in January, what you should be looking forward to, um, and who you should be partnering with. February is finance. February, that month is going to focus on the financial aspect of running your photography, videography business. March is marketing March. It's kind of self-explanatory. Um, it's just talking about your ability to market yourself, so not just for your client, but for yourself. A is CYA April, cover your assets. Um, this is about the legal side. This is focusing on the legal aspect of content creation, uh, licensing, um, copywriting, um, what you should trademark, what's the difference, things like that we'll focus on. May is called Multiplying Profits. May, we're going to talk about we're going to dive into strategies for creating multiple income streams from a single piece of photo or video. You should be doing a lot with your content, um, especially stock. And I'm going to tell you, stock video and photo may be under attack thanks to AI. So we got to pay a lot of attention to that. And we got to pay attention to what in our industry is changing so that we can be flexible and execute execution. Um, June is a uh, journey with clients. June, um, that month is dedicated to enhancing your client relationship, right? CRMs, follow-ups, um, just your relationship with your client. Cause I'm telling you, I got 10 solid clients per year that pump out about $300,000 worth of business. Do I add some stragglers in here and there? I do, but I stick with my people cause I send them happy anniversary, Merry Christmas. I got a calendar that I reach out to them so that we can start on certain projects I know they do every year. So that's what um, June is about, your journey uh, with the client. July um, is um, the journey of mastery, July. So it talks about your ability to get better at your skill set, to add cinematic solution, to add value, to make more money. August is upsell August. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, September is systems and processes, September. October is overcoming objections. October, very important that we start talking about sales and how to overcome the objections that you may face in the industry, in the field. They're not calling me back. They're saying, no, they can't afford me. Do we really need a teleprompter? This is the place where we're going to focus on overcoming that. Uh, November is new tech. November, they always release a bunch of cameras, gear, AI, software. There's things you need to be aware of in this industry um, because one, if you understand how to use it, it can be a selling feature, like the fact that DaVinci Resolve now have automated subtitles. I still charge extra for subtitles for my client. What does it cost me? Nothing. It's a press of a button. And I just made another $300 a video. Um, December is going to be delivering value. December, this month is all about delivering maximum value to your clients and creating a delightful experience. Um, focusing on uh, the end client. So we want to ask the right questions so that we understand what's valuable. Because what's valuable to you ain't valuable to me. If you live in Denver, you probably can care less about a Corvette. You probably want an off-road vehicle. If you live in Texas, you probably want a Corvette. No, you probably want a pickup truck, a dually. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. And the goal is to teach you to be open-minded and ask to understand what's valuable. Because trust me, 
This was something that I just didn't get. I, I thought the world's look through the lenses that I look through, and you have to have an open mind to understand that they don't. Here you are riding past these big houses in the neighborhoods, and who going to cut all this grass? And the guy who owned it could care less what the grass bill is. He's just swiping the card. He don't care. It costs him more money to, to figure out, to to go and look at lawnmowers and, and t- you know, waste time away from his desk than it do for him to hire a company to do it all. So um, that's the calendar. There's going to be other videos throughout it, but um, I'm bringing on and hiring a team of writers um, so that we can pump out content. And we're going to work to make sure the content is not as chatty, not as long-winded, um, but straight to the point. That's some, that's That's on my agenda for future Flash Film Academy content. I want to make sure we're straight to the point. You learn something, you in and you out, and everything is not buried within a hour-long live, um, which I know we enjoy them, but for people who come back after, it's, it could be a bit of a pain. It, it, you know, you can learn something from me and not like my personality, and that's cool. I respect that. Um, and for those who are, who don't want, you know, 85% personality, they just want that 15% of what they want to learn. Cool. We got that too. So that's where we're going with that, just to give you guys a heads up. Um, VR Media, it's on you, bro. He was like, I thought you was going to talk a little bit longer so I can. First, I got to ask you this. I think I can see him, but who jerseys are those in the back? Is that Fields and Peyton? You're on mute. You're on mute right now. Those are the greats, baby. Wait, one of them is one of them is a great Walter Payton. What's the other one? (laughs) (laughs) The other one can't. The other one can't throw. What's the other one? (laughs) Oh, you got two great running backs. I see what you did there. I like that, my guy. Two great runners. (laughs) Real quick, before you get started. (laughs) Before you get started, how many wins the Bears gonna have this year? Uh, that's a good question. We'll see. <laughs> oh, you we'll took the see. safe route. What's your we'll prediction? Uh, <laughs> I'm your... just representing right now, man. I'm representing. You, so you don't got a number? You going to stay away from the number? I'm going to stay away at least right now. Okay. Give, give me a couple weeks. Okay. Let that start. I'm I'm asking you because I'm a Lions fan, so I was just trying to see, you know, okay. what it's going to yeah, be. Well, hey, at least you're up north. That's so true. It's all good. That's true. That's true. I was just trying to see. Okay, you – you got you got two running backs. I'm, I'm down here in Georgia. I gotta represent. Well, yeah, I'm for sure. I'm I'm in Dallas, but I'm still rocking my Lions. We still we're gonna do that. So okay, okay. We we'll go for it, bro. But you yeah, got, you got the money. As far as uh, as far as wins are concerned, I did. Um, uh, I had a, another really really good visit, and I went to um, I got to swim with a few of the big dogs uh, down here in Atlanta. You know what? It's kind of funny. You know every. Like every movie you see nowadays, you got it's got that Georgia peach, peach. at the end of it. Sure do, yeah. And um, I went to uh, one of the biggest um, um, uh, virtual production studios uh, in Atlanta. I mean, their credits are like they did Loki, the series. They did Black Panther two. Um, I mean, they have a ridiculously huge volume. I mean, their sound stage is stupid. Wow. And also they do uh, commercials uh, with like Arduinos, the uh, Phantoms, super high speed stuff. They got two bolts. You know what a bolt is? Yeah, those, uh, yeah, the those arm. robot arms. I want one. Yeah, they got not one, but two. 
Yeah, them, and, them, them uh, boys hit for like 200. Um, when they first came out, it was like 200. They like 100. Uh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're a little bit more than my, uh, my, my, uh, my, you know, my, my two little. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm so shocked we haven't seen a knockoff Zion Crane version of those yet. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure well, it's you know what, you know what they do have. Uh, they already have. Um, uh, you can get uh, a slider, an electric slider that's compatible with the um, with the Wii Bill um, uh, units. So you put the Wii Bill on a slider. So you got the X axis, you know, on the slider, and then the Wii Bill does the Y and Z. Mm-hmm. And I actually messed with that. Like I said, I do. I still try and do everything I can in in, in VR virtual production. But the thing is, is that it doesn't repeat the moves the way that the bolt does. So that's that, that is still a bit of an issue because if you can keep, if you have something like a bolt that can repeat, um, you know, every single move. And now they have a matter of fact, uh, they showed me a tracking system. They've got a tracking system where they put an iPad on there. So you can actually do your, instead of having to program the bolt, which is what you used to do. Now you can actually make, um your shot okay so you can follow somebody around or you can move around objects things like that and that telemetry gets transmitted to the bolt and the bolt records that so it will be able to repeat your handheld shot um 100 same amount of timing things like that matter of fact if yours is jittery if your hands scan, it'll clean it up for you wow I think so they showed that. At, I think they showed something like that at NAB. I couldn't remember. Okay, well, yeah. probably so. I got to get there, man. I got to get there. But um, but what was kind of cool is that um, uh, I'm I'm actually uh, talking uh, to a couple of the managers there about. See, the thing is, is that um, last time I was there, that studio was packed, man. I was like around January, something like that. And I mean, the parking lot is like football fields long, man. I got I had to get my steps in. The thing is, is now they have both a writer's and actor strike. So that place is dead. Okay. And uh, so I'm trying to work out something. I want to, I want to get one of them bolts to see if I'm like, you guys ain't doing nothing with it right now. So I'm talking with a manager right now to see if I can get one of them bolts and put something nasty together. So I want to put some, I want to put some really, really cool stuff together. And um, like I said, man, I've been, uh, I've I've been on the rebuild chapter. Um, been uh, been going through module one. You'll see changes to the site here in a little bit. Um, got me a couple of a uh, couple new. Um, um, uh, I I I have matter of fact, I got two. Yeah, two in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so just a regular client, and then I got another. Um, uh, just a. Um, um, uh, what do you call it? What, what, what we were just talking about beta, oh, beta clients. Beta client. Yeah. 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 Beta clients. Uh, to um, to just really bounce some things off of because last time I was last time yeah last Wednesday, we were talking about the cross section of being a social media manager and doing uh you know the digital stuff things like that. So since I do all this digital media, um, I'm really really trying to see where those things cross over. I think I mentioned last time I was here, I was like, man, there are these people that are social media managers that don't even pick up a camera and they're making crazy money. Yep. I'm like, well, I pick up a camera so I can be a bespoke social media manager. 
So that's what I have this one client for. And we'll see if we can't uh, make something like that work. Because I've been using social media management tools since before there were social media management tools. So let me see if I can't put that together. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that uh, will really come to fruition and uh, we'll have some bills. So those are some, some really nice things. And uh, like I said, one person's, the studios are suffering in Atlanta right now, but that might be, that might turn into our win. I'm going to tell you an article I read about that. I'm glad you brought that up. There was an article I read that says that writers are, they're, they're, they're thinking of saying, screw the studio. Let's go work with more indie film. They're, they're kind of pushing each other to work with more indie film artists for who have, because distribution is dead. Like you don't need to go through a studio to get distribution. I can shoot a movie, put it on Apple TV, put it on Amazon, Tubi, YouTube, and we can make money with it without distribution. Like distribution is not a, you know, it's not, it's not as hard as it used to be. Um, so they're saying that they encourage their writers to work with more indie artists to build their own, um, you know, kind of equity in, um, in content. So, Hey, if we got some guys that can shoot some dope stuff, let's write some dope stuff and let's grow it together. And then we can distribute it and we can make more money and own more equity, or we can get bought out by a big company and the writers would make more money. So they were just kind of pushing the idea of let's work with more indies. Like let's stop, you know, only working with big studios because they're not paying us. They don't respect us. They don't love us the way indies do. So it may open a door for all my filmmakers out there who are looking to bring on, you know, great writing talent to, to help create something dope. I know for me, once you start working with AI, I feel sorry. Like I, I feel sorry for writers because AI that's the reason is, they're on strike right now. AI that's literally is everything. On strike. And uh, they want to uh, here. They were talking about like I've got a lot of friends that are extras, and uh, they're saying that that they would get paid one day's wage. So we're talking like 150 bucks, something like that. And they go into a studio and they get a full body scan, and then they sign off on themselves so that they can so that the studios can use their likeness in perpetuity. That is crazy. Yeah, the, and that's why they're on strike. Yeah, I but mean, but they have a way of like I've seen programs that randomly generate people. You oh know yeah. What I'm so so yeah. I, you know I don't know. So they not even need them. Right. This is really democratizing. Yeah. This is uh, I mean technology is democratizing this industry and it will be forever changed. Look and at, that's why and that's why I've, I keep my head in these studios because. I, you know, you know, I, I truly think that virtual production is the wave of the future, man. It's, it's already being done successfully in a lot of things. And um, I'm going to tell you what's about to like, a, you talking about a throat punch? Hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't think corporate headshots will be around in five years. You can do, yeah. you can do a face scan now and get an AI picture of yourself in a suit. Why why am I paying three hundred dollars to bring somebody to my house or go to a studio to set up all this lighting to you know I'm telling you, I don't headshot the headshot market. I mean, selfies are already accepted on LinkedIn. These terrible selfies. Like people used to be time on LinkedIn and business, you know, you wanted a professional headshot. Selfies have been accepted. 
now filtered selfies have been accepted. And then now AI filtered in a suit selfies are next. I My father passed. I took every picture I had of him, plugged it in AI, and it generated me 200 more pictures of him I never had before he, before he died. So now I got 200 more pictures of my dad. Think about that. Pictures of him he never saw or he never took. So that that just goes to show you the power of AI and where it's going and where it is. Not where it's going, where it's at. So I, I just, a lot of AI companies that are making these um, these pictures, they're, they're starting to niche down now. I downloaded an app that only do, you know, casual suits. I downloaded one that puts you in vacations. I downloaded one to sit you in car. Like they're starting to get niched. So I don't know... And they're doing the smith, the skin smoothing, the teeth whitening. They're applying makeup to ladies. I don't know where we will be with headshots in five years. And this is eight months worth of technology. So prepare yourself to be flexible, y'all. Get ready. Because if that is your bread and butter, you may have to shift. Got to pivot. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's it. That's yeah. That's some, some good some good lessons. Good W's. Yeah, everything I see now has that Georgia peach at the end. Everything, and that's good. I I love it. I I want I want Atlanta to be the new Hollywood. Um, so I hope you know, because that area is a great area. Like I said, I I spent forever. I love Atlanta. I, I had some good times out there. I was out there when them boys were snapping their fingers and jacking their necks. Still got it too. I ain't gonna do that. My kids watching. Um, yeah, we don't need to know about that. That's before they was they got here. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Anybody else got any W's or L's before I turn it over to the Late Late Show? My volume team and individual photos have always been focused on selling non-print. Non I don't even, listen, I'm for the photographer, like I, I went to a trade show and there's a photographer out there selling prints. I just felt sorry for him. Because people were just looking at it like, oh, that's nice, and walking away. I seen a kid take a picture of his print and walk away. And he got these beautiful uh, aluminum printed pictures of horses that it was just like, yo, like it was nice. But I just, I feel like it's a 1985 business model in 2023. I don't know who, maybe it's me. I don't know a lot of people who bought a big print to hang somewhere. For, for a crazy amount of money. I'm not saying it don't happen. I'm just saying I just don't know a lot of people. I know a lot of people who got headshots for work. I know a lot of people who want to sell a product. They got product shots. I just don't know a lot of people who would get a, a, a artistic print and spend $800 for it to hang in their living room or their hallway. I'm not saying it don't happen. I'm just saying the probability of you being overly compensated and sold out and busy and having the ability to feed your family as with this being your only line of work is very low. Could you make a little change on the weekends? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't see a lot of people breaking even with a booth at an event by selling prints. That's just me. I always feel bad when I see them guys. Cause I tell them I'm a photographer and they're like, well, we, I'm, you know, and I, and come check this out. I got this one over with, I'm like, that's cool. Here's my card. Flash from Academy. So, and you don't want to be rude and you don't want to, you don't want to, 
if I wasn't online, I would say S on people's parade. Um, but you don't want to be Debbie Downer um, because sometimes their reality isn't ready for your reality. And you don't, you know, some people can't take constructive criticism. You're a hater. Um, they, they just, they don't want to hear it. Uh, and that's cool. They're, they're not ready. When they're ready, I'll be here. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just a rough way to, it's a rough way to make a living as a photographer. And then I also have to remember everybody not in it for, everybody not using this to feed their family. It's just a hobby for some people. It's just a hobby. I respect that. But man, that's that's like being a pilot as a hobby. That's cool, but you 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 can get a different type of jet, make a ton more money doing it, and only do this. So I don't know. That's just me. Um it's not just like being a pilot for a hobby, it's like being a pilot in like a propeller plane for a hobby. Right. It's like, man, what you doing? Like and then you sell in prints and it's like you're over here like, yo, I'll give your kid a ride in my propeller plane. And some dude's like, yo, I uh, I need this thing shipped next day air. Could you do it? You're like, nah, I just, nah. I just that fly ain't kids. it, chief. Sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just fly kids. I always fly little kids, but I'll fly packages. No, not real money. Just them just them $5 circle around the airport rides. Yep. Yeah. Just to see some uh, it, It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Tara said uh, not – um, not a check, but my W is taking a week off, nine to five, recharge, reset, and continue refining my systems and processes. Um, which leads me to a question. What is your favorite pre-production app software for managing teams and staying organized? HoneyBook? HoneyBook? Everything's in HoneyBook because I can create the steps to trigger a certain amount of people um, based off the type of job it is. And I don't want to have to figure that out every time. Um, so that that's where I would say start. It's a it's a the learning curve is not the best, but once you get it, like once you set it up, you got it for life. Like I haven't changed my steps. I think I have like thirty two steps in the sales process on HoneyBook, and maybe I'll go in the future. I'll break. I'll sit down and go through them. But HoneyBook, once you learn the steps, and also if you decide, man, I don't like this step, or we need to add this step, and you add that into your steps, it's there forever. And, and what I like about HoneyBook is you can create the forms on your website, and when people fill it out, they automatically are taken through the steps. So let me give you an example. You can have five steps for people who, let's say they come on there and they say, I want to do headshots. They got a click down. I want to fill out my information, and a click down says headshots out of all the stuff you offer. It'll know to send them through that funnel, right? So now once they fill it out, they'll automatically get an email asking them more information or saying, well, give us more information about your availability for your headshots. How many people you got? Yada, yada, yada. Cause you always want to make it simple and sweet at first to get them in the system. So now I got your email. I can market to you, but now we're going to ask you the hard questions, right? So in that questionnaire, it may say I'm available on Wednesday, the 15th. I got, here's my three dates. This is the type of headshots I want. Yada, yada, yada. So once they fill out that, the next step is to notify the people who need to be, well, the next step is also, I'm sorry, is to set up time that I can call you and we can discuss it, right? So this is automatically in HoneyBook. So it'll have you put down a date and time, whatever. You pick the time. Cool. I'm just notified that somebody want a headshot. I'm, I'm only notified when they get to step three. I, I don't need to be notified in step one and two. So now that I'm notified in step three and I know I got an appointment, which is automatically set within the, the area of the week that I only want to do headshot appointments, I can call that client. If I call that client and they decide to move forward, 
um, or or they want a proposal, I can send them that proposal. They can agree to that proposal. Once they agree to that proposal and pay the deposit, the people who I need for that job is automatically notified. And because they're notified through my headshot selection or, or section area five, they're told you need to bring X, Y, and Z for this shoot. You need to bring your camera, John. Uh, Sally, you need to bring your softboxes. Johnny, you need to bring your, your, your or, or Michael, you need to bring your backdrop. You can hypothetically have it set up that way. Um, and then they're all, it's already on their calendar. They know what to bring. When that day come up, all I got to do is go in the system and says, yes, we shot it. We finished it. The client is notified that, hey, thank you for your shoot today. We had a great time. Your pictures will be available to view in four to six weeks, whatever. I'm just giving you whatever. So then it's reminding me to upload the photos. Once I upload the photos and they see them and they can buy from them or whatever, I automatically, from the time I say photos have been uploaded, it's now a follow-up email 30 days out. Hey, how was it working with you? Blah, blah, blah. There's a follow-up email 60 days out. There's a follow-up email one year out um, or 90 days out until we get to a year. Then I'm asking you if you want to update your headshots. Automatically from the first time they enter into my um, forms. So it it's a learning curve to set it up, but once you have it set up, it automates your business in a way that would take 20 other people paying attention to do it. And these are the little things that as a photographer, you may, you, you don't want to have to use a notepad to remember everybody. I just know we sent out five automation emails this week. And then you'll get replies like, "Yeah, I need to I got two more team members. We need to set up headshots." Click the link and they go through the funnel again. So I like HoneyBook for that reason. Um, th that's why I always say uh, HoneyBook is the way to go with with Proposal 5 for my proposals. But it makes it very easy for you to do your business. That way you're not, because you don't want to be bugged by somebody who, you know, they're filling it out for, they don't know what they want. They don't, you don't want to be bugged by people until they're ready to ask questions or buy. So for me, I like HoneyBook for that. Uh, Kevin, go for it, bro. Hey, hey, it's me from London once again. What's up? Um, what time is hey, it over there? Is it late over there early? It is. It's bro. late, man. It's like 1.34 a.m. Man, let's give this man some love for being up. <laughs> you know, your people are like, who are you in there talking to this time of night? I know, I know, I know. That's me. That's me. <laughs> like, hey, who, who, who are you talking to? <laughs> Um, I'm going to give some love to Maurice because I've just been chatting to him on the DMs because he's from Jamaica. I've got family from Dominica and Montserrat in the Caribbean. So we had a little, little Caribbean connect. Um, anyway, so I've got a few questions. Go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm really trying to get my list of products and services that I need to get up and running together. Obviously being in the UK, um, it, it seems like Honeybook and Proposify in particular aren't that UK friendly um, in terms of their customer support, in terms of their, I mean, even currency, being able to use like pounds, British pounds as a, as a default currency and that kind of thing. So I've kind of been looking at Bloom. Bloom is a CRM, um, which actually it seems to be aimed at in more so photographers and videographers, but certainly creators. Um, 
and that definitely is something that I, I know for a fact there are there are photographers and videographers that I know who are using Bloom and using that in conjunction with PandaDoc as a as a proposal software. I just wanted to know if anyone here has any experience of PandaDoc. Uh if you yourself, Ty, if you've got experience of using PandaDoc and, and how that compares to Proposify. Um and I seeing like if that if that's a viable service for me to use. Yes, I love PandaDoc. Um, it is probably easier than Proposify. The only reason I didn't switch over was I'm grandfathered into an old Proposify plan. If I wasn't, <laughs> I, I was being real with you. I was just keeping it 100. If I wasn't, I would probably use PandaDocs because it's a lot easier. So let me also tell you a oh, trick. Okay. A trick. Um, listen, people, if you don't know how to use PandaDocs, uh, Proposify, HoneyBook, go on Fiverr, find somebody who do, and let them set everything up for you. They'll, nice. On, on Proposify and PandaDocs, they'll create your proposals. You tell them this is what I want. I want these to be my upsells. I want these to be checkboxes. I want the front cover to have this. They they will do that. You'll have it saved and you'll have it forever. So if you don't know how to use it, that's cool. Hire somebody who do. You're going to spend $25 for somebody to, to save you a weekend of your life trying to figure it out. That's one. Um, two, I think HoneyBook deals with pounds uh i'm not sure last time i checked they use stripe and i think stripe will allow you in with any country uh well i'm not gonna say any countries a few countries that it's probably about 80 countries they work with in currencies um right my favorite that i used to use was tave t-a-v-e.com if you go to hello.tave.com i used mm-hmm. them before i switched to honeybook they were great honeybook had more features at the time i did not go back to look at tave to see what they had but Tave was for photographers and videographers. I try to stick to something that's for photographers and videographers because they tend to have features that we love. So if you get a chance, uh, TAVE.com is one. This one's going to sound bad. I know. I'm sorry, but it's another one called Pipe Drive. That's pretty decent. Don't <laughs> judge me, dog. Don't judge me. They're an okay CRM. Uh, where's Marcus with his cross when we need it? Um, and... <laughs> There is a thank you, thank you for pipe. I've, I've used it. That was my nickname in high school. Anyway, and then there's you've used that. There's another one called Keep K E A P. Really, there's, really, that's really. My, that's what my girl called. The me. opinions of Tyrone are thank not you. those of Flash Film Academy. That's my that's what my girl called. Yeah, the views and opinions. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I I don't know why they named it that, but that's. Uh, can you imagine this video is sponsored by Pipe Drive? Um, so them, and then you got keep keap dot com. They're a pretty different, di- different oh. uh, decent CRM. Be careful because Pipe Drive, Keep are CSMs that work with a lot of companies. They're not really just for content creators. Tave is so that'll give mm. you kind of they 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 just work a little better with your expectations and what you need. Other stuff um, works, but. You know, you can use Salesforce if you want, but that old boring thing could be, you know, customized to work with just with what you got. But the only benefit of using something like that is Salesforce integrates with everything. Everything. Mm. Terry used uh, Basecamp for team management. Um, yeah, you can use Basecamp or you can use Honeybook. I like to use Honeybook. I'm going to tell you why. If, okay, so there are certain things I like to hand off to to one of my employees, I don't want to talk to the client. I don't want the client to have to email somebody different, to log into a different platform. 
I want them to talk to all of us in the same place without having to learn something new. That's why I like HoneyBook. Because I can put even people who are contractors in the loop, have them have conversations. I'm notified of the conversation. I see what happens. If they change a date, everybody's notified. If a different piece of equipment need to be brought, everybody's notified. If they add an upsell, which required me to get my drone guy so I can have two people because the FAA want me to have somebody watching while I'm flying, everybody's notified. That's why I like HoneyBook. I don't know if other stuff do that, but that's just my personal reason as to why I like to keep the client in HoneyBook. That's just me. You know, somebody here may now, say I did something better. Now, that, that's the kind of thing that, that I've got in the back of my mind because... I've I've looked at Bloom and Bloom is the front runner for me right now, but obviously that's that's me coming from the perspective of a solo shooter, right? I don't have a team. I don't know other people. I don't have an audio recordist. I don't have a second shooter. I don't have a drone operator. I don't have any of that stuff. But and and so that I, I kind of have been um, reluctant to look at those kind of CRMs that have like big team support and all of that stuff because it for me it's an overcomplication to begin with but then at the same time i want to be able to have room to expand right you you want that expansion <laughs> yeah what, what's dope about honeybook you can you can refer a client to somebody else make your money off of it and the customer never know they're not working with you because it's through your platform so that's what's great about honeybook is i can refer you to somebody <laughs> and they're working through Flash Film Media, the check will still say Flash Film Media, or I can accept a payment on there, automatically set it up to give them their cut and take mine. They can communicate back and forth, and I'm asleep somewhere. And, and they'll <laughs> never know I referred them to the cheap guy. That's what wow. I love about HoneyBook. So those are things that, you know, you may not need it now, but once you get HoneyBook set up, and you learn it and you understand it, it's easy to pluck in a, a, a system and a process. You know what I'm saying? Or another step in your system or another yeah. step in your process. Now that brings me to my secondary point or question, which is in the position that I'm in where I'm I'm the only guy I know who's who's a shooter, who who, who is into what we're into, content creation and, and, and knows the technical side of things. When you're coming from a position of being a solo shooter, what would you suggest as being ways to find and network with people who you can then take on as part of your team? I'm glad you said that because HoneyBook offer that as well. <laughs> HoneyBook has an oh, area okay. where you can talk to other creatives in your area and say, hey, I need a shooter for this. Hey, I need it. You can talk to other. That's what I like about HoneyBook. HoneyBook is dope like that. Um and then think about it like this, because a lot of people think, well, if I don't got a team, why do I need a CRM? It's good to sit back and look at where your your uh, clients are in your process, right? Yeah, I got yeah, four sure. I got four people I got meetings with next week, and when I close them, we're going to move them to the next stage. I got three other payments coming in. I got two people who are completed that we just need to get the files out. I got one person that got the files, and I'm waiting on them to do their follow-up to see if they'll do a testimonial. Like, you could sit back and look at a graph and see where mm. all of your jobs are. So e even if you got somebody that you brought in tomorrow and you say, I'm going to assign you this job, they can look at it and say, okay, you fill, you 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 sent us a message. You filled out the, um, the questionnaire that we had. The questionnaire stated that you need this, that, and the other. And the date that you have available is the 28th. I can plug somebody right in to have all of that information. 
and I left notes about the client and everything. Where if I did it all by hand, I got to get somebody up to speed and sh- share my notes with them and do all of this stuff. That's that's what I like about HoneyBook. Even yeah, if no, that's 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 one hundred percent. I'm not about that living on a notepad life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried it. Whether it's just me or twenty people, I want a CRM. I, I want a CRM. 100%. I tried. I definitely tried it. It ain't it, that ain't it. The, the notepad life ain't it. Chief. <laughs> now, when you got kids, you got business, you got other stuff. That notepad life will drive you nuts. I've been there and done it. I check out Honeybook. You'll like it. And and like I said, the great thing about it is there's a section where you and they got other uh, because they work with a small group of event ish clients. You can go in there and say, I need a DJ. Hey, I need a you know this. I need that. I need a wedding planner. Or you may meet some wedding planners. Hey, what do you guys got coming up? You need a photographer. You may be able to go like I've got business off Honeybook. I've got tons of business off Honeybook. It, it, it you know so it's a lot of people on there saying, "Hey, I'm a DJ. I got a wedding client. They need a wedding photography. Who available on the 28th? I am. This is our budget. Boom. We need a quick video. On, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's a marketing company. We need a video. We need a videographer to video our commercial on the 18th. Who's available? Me. So you can you can network and build relationships on Honeybook. Yeah, I need to really check out how much of a UK base they have, if if at all. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely for look sure. into it. And I know for they sure, run sales. Sure. I think Tara said they're running a sale right now um, where it's like yearly for like 150 So it's not crazy price. Like it's not a $100 a month thing that you're going to, you know, that you're going to mm. do. Yeah. I would thank definitely, you, you. I would definitely look into it. I think, I think their maximum plan is $52 a month. Their starter plan is $12 a month, and that's unlimited clients and projects. So you just get more things like profit and loss, uh, QuickBook integration, multiple team members, things like that when you go up higher. So I would definitely look into it. Yeah, they've got a 20% off on your first year sale right now on the yep. website. Yep. Try to f- do the free right. trial, see how you like it, and then I would jump on that. And then they got an app so you can handle stuff from the app like – you know, you mm. can move somebody to the next stage from your app. It's just, it's just, it's convenient. Nice. Yeah. But definitely. Uh, who up next? Daniel, it's on you, bro. Hey, can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Swack, Swack was nice. That ended up being a good shoot. Um, the guy was pretty, he was pretty impressed for the most part. Um, there was a little slip up with the editing portion. He wanted it a certain way. Um, I think he wanted his logo to come up while the audio was playing, mm. but in the editing, it wasn't, uh, the first five seconds didn't have sound. So that wasn't too big of a deal, but he did say, um, hopefully for the classic, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry for the classic, I think it is in October for Alabama. Um, he's looking to work with us again. On that. That's always good. Um, the second, I thought it was a win. But it was a, I guess, a learning lesson. A client had reached out to me on a website for a corporate event for a gala, a gala, a gala. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they have it annually. And the lady messaged me back saying that they went with another company. I I wrote this down because I remember you said it in a live. Um, there was a line I used. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was why in regards to better our customer service. We like to know why you went with another company. 
So I'm still waiting on that response back. I don't want to close the HoneyBook proposal just yet. I just want to see what um she wants she's gonna say and all that. I'll give her a call too. If you don't hear back from her, I'll give her a call. Yeah. This is our customer service department. We're doing a follow-up just to, you know. I give her a call. She may just say price. She may say, well, it was just cheaper. It was, you know, she may, I've had, yeah. I've had both. I have customers who didn't get time. They, they said, and I've had customers that really cared and broke it down because they were shocked at our level of customer service. I've had customers really like, listen, they, they went over this. They talked about that. They demonstrated this. Plus on their page, they had six other times they did this for their clients or six other clients like us. So, you know, they, they had a bunch of roofing cl- video. You didn't. Tell me yeah. I can't shoot it. But I, that, that's when I started learning about niche. I started, ner- I started learning. I was losing people because my, my competitor had nothing but what they're asking for. And I had one or two. And even though I could do it, I didn't have it. I, I wasn't specializing it. You know what I'm saying? To overcome, to have a high price that I have because I'm not cheap. So you can't have a high price and not specialize in it. You just, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was my, uh, my win in the L. That's a good, that's a, that's a good win. And that's a yeah. good lesson. That, those are the ones that help you grow. And, and you look up six months from now and you taking them steps and you, you further than you were. Oh yeah. I like that. Uh, Maurice, I know you had your, I, 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 did you put your hand back up? If you did, come on, bro, jump back on. I didn't know if it was still yeah, from last time. Um, let me just uh, pick your brain for a second. Yeah, yeah. You're familiar with the, phone, Are you familiar with the, um, the Domino's um, tracker app? You said the Domino's? Which, oh, the tracker app. Tracker yeah, app yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I live and die by it. <laughs> I've been wondering, would you consider it impersonal if that was applied to our industry, you know, I, so some persons um, kind of uh, have this um, reservation this, uh, and hesitation and say, okay, when, I, when am I going to get my photos, videos, this and the other? I think that would be dope. And HoneyBook has something similar to that. Like if you were within a period that you set as the, as the time to that you're going to be working on it, it don't really show details like I'm here. We're working on that, but I think that if if that can be implemented in what we do, again, that's adding more value. That's more reassuring, um, and that would be huge if you can offer that to your client. But you would have to go through and like literally break down the steps. You know what I'm saying? Like from editing that, that they would, you know, hey, we we're we're uploading your images now. We're editing your images. We're doing our final color grade. Like they would have to see that, you know what I'm saying? We're uploading your images or we're final proof. But yeah, any, any, I mean, come on, think about when UPS released tracking, their sales, they, they, they start, that's how they caught the competition is, is your ability to track a, pra- a package before you mailed it and it got there when it got there. The fact that I can track a package was so dope that every, Every single shipping company had to do their version of it. You didn't get tracking numbers before UPS. You got a delivery date, and this is the date we're gonna try to we're gonna try to get it there by Wednesday. Good luck. That's what's dope about Amazon. Amazon tell you when your stuff is ten stops away. Amazon tell you when it's shipped. 
Amazon tell you where it's at when it's te- everything. Amazon tells you every, I, that's what those are little things that you, you know. Amazon is, is why they're more than fifty percent of all sales online because of features like that, because of your ability to return things hassle free or take it to Kohl's or take it to UPS. That's what make Amazon the king. It ain't really their prices. They're not cheaper than nobody else. When you really look at it, it's just that if I buy something from Amazon and I don't like it, I know that when I take it to the UPS store and they scan it, my money's going back on my card. If I buy it from B&H, I got to contact them. They got to send me out a label. I got to print that label. I got to take it to here. I got to mail it. They got to get it, look at it, inspect it. Then notify me that they got it. They got to look at it for two days, then process the money back. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to know that when I give it to the guy at UPS, that's on them. Give me my money back. Because I've had items stolen at the UPS store. You bring back a MacBook Pro in a MacBook Pro box, and you slap a label on it, that MacBook Pro may not make it. My thing is this. Once I once once that guy scanned it, that ain't my problem. Once they scan it, I, that is not my problem, Chief. It's on y'all. So... I don't want to be held responsible at B&H because of something like that. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Thanks, sir. Yeah. So that's what, you know, that's little things like that. You got to think of Domino's, you know, they're viewed as a pizza company, but they're really a technology company. They're doing drone drone pizza drops out here. And they just announced on on their app that they'll deliver anywhere based off latitude and longitude. So you can go to a park and be like, yeah, baby, we having a picnic. Boom, put down your little spread. Domino's car pull up fresh, hot out the car. They'll deliver wherever you are. So that's dope. I mean, why why haven't Pizza Hut thought of that? Because they're, they're selling pizza. Domino's is selling convenience with pizza. That's why Domino's came back out of nowhere and kind of took over. They're they're a technology company. They're not a pizza company. You know, they find different technologies to solve that problem. But I mean, you should be thinking about your business like that. As we get more and more squished and crunched with AI and what, you know, what, what AI is starting to do, what camera phones are starting to do, you have to think like that with your business. You have to think of ways. Again, me me going to my client for headshots instead of them coming into a studio was my way of of beating a, a cell phone. In the world of cell phone headshots, it was my way to offer more. We're as convenient as a cell phone headshot, but higher quality. Because you don't have to go anywhere. You can just pose and take it. But now you don't have to edit it. We can come and do it. So so that's where my competition or or that idea came from is competing with technology, not just Another photographer. I'm I'm dumbfounded at the fact that nobody in the area thought of that. I could not believe it. They just went out of business. They didn't change. So um, a lot of business books talk about being a smaller company and having the ability to pivot and change. It's like a little speedboat compared to a big company. It's a big oil tanker that takes two miles to change direction and two miles to stop. You're a speedboat. You can just turn and figure it out and do it. And, and, you know, I highly encourage you guys to think of business that way because it's, it's, 
two or three of those little tweaks that you're going to make and you're going to start to see traction and you're going to be like, damn, I, I used to do one of these every six months. Now I got one a month. Now I got one a week. Now I got one a day. Now I got too much. I got to bring people on to help because I got too much. My quality is dropped. Um, so, so always think that way about your company. So um, with that, I'm a wrap. Dang, that's two hours. That's a, that's a quick two hours. Um, until Marcus get back, Victor, you want? I'm, I'm gonna give you the power since you popped on. I'm giving, right. you, I'm giving you the power. Oh, look, look, he hey. gonna come back. Look, he gonna come back that quick. I was about to say, all right, he came back and stole it from me. I'm gonna let him have it. I thought he was gone, and I was going. No, I'm just over at my other computer over yonder. Okay, uh, okay. doing some other work. You over there cheating? Anyway, um, a lot of big things coming. This July is usually my month off, but I'm working. As you can see, things have changed here a little bit, a little bit of change. We, we'll talk about that later, but uh, big things popping. Keep them wins coming. Keep them lessons. Lessons are important. When you get a lesson this week, write it down. Bring it to the table. Lessons are very valuable. Lessons are very valuable. Um, You know, keep those lessons. Bring them to the table because we all learn from them, and they help us all grow. So, um, yeah, definitely do that. Um, where, where was that last one, Marcus? Business, uh, business phone lines. Oh, okay. I use Vonage. I'm using Vonage. Go under Ty, un, Flash from Academy, go under Ty list. I use Vonage, uh, real quick, 30 seconds reason why. Um, one, it can ring your, you, you can get a phone line that's connected to your Wi-Fi or, so, or Wi-Fi or connection at your house. I like a separate phone. It's the money phone. My kids know to shut the hell up when that phone rings because that's the money phone. I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? Um, second, it'll ring your cell phone. It'll ring both at the same time. Whichever one you pick up is the one you got. Um, it'll also come as an app on your cell phone so you don't have to have a separate cell phone plan or anything. You can make phone calls, send messages, text messages, do everything from your Vonage. So, uh, and then, you know, I can put it on any computer, any tablet, anything with my Vonage. I can do party lines. How many, how many lines are you paying for? So I'm paying for one line with three extensions. Three. How much are the extensions? They don't charge you for extensions up until I think 10. So I'm paying like $14 a month. They're going to start at 29. You do it for a month. Then you tell them you want to cancel. And they're going to say, whoa, we'll give it to you for 19 you do it for a month and you tell them you want to cancel, they're going to give it to you for 14. And if you do it for a month and tell them you want to cancel, they're going to say, kiss our butt. Get out of here. You're getting it a half off, Jack. Uh, so, you know, at least that's what you heard. But a little birdie told you that. So, anyway, I'm going to let y'all chop it up. I'm going to slide. Uh, and then we're going to do the same time next week. Appreciate you. Anytime. Gem drops. I want to Gems. introduce... The the host of the late 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 show, Mister Side Hat Marcus, and uh, you know whatever happens uh, in the late show stays in the late show. That's on y'all, but I will be tuning in from my TV while I feed my kids. Anyway, be safe. I'll see y'all next week. Have a good night, bro. <laughs> You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.